You're listening to the Incomparables Total Party Kill podcast, in which a group of friends play Dungeons and Dragons on the internet for your amusement. This is the beginning of a brand new season, Death House with Dungeon Master Dan Morin, and it's episode 105. All children are creepy. Welcome back to Total Party Kill. I'm not Jason Snell, but don't don't adjust your podcast. I'm Dan Morin, and I am acting as host and Dungeon Master of a little adventure we like to call Death House. Why? Nobody knows. It could probably has nothing to do with death or houses. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm glad you're here, and we have a fantastic party assembled to go through this adventure. I'm just going to go down, and you guys can tell us a little bit about uh, your characters. Aline Sims is here. Hi, Aline. Hi. Oh, gosh, me first. So I am playing playing uh, Imra Soliana, a uh, Wolda Elf Ranger, and um, I am not that smart, not that charismatic, so we'll see how far I get in a death house. <laughs> uh, neither, though. Well, I mean, a charismatic in a death house, I don't think that's a big problem. Uh, you never know when, when, like, a ghost or a murderous clown might need to be charmed. Oh, no, hopefully there's no clowns in this adventure. I don't know for sure, but <laughs> we'll, we'll discover together as we go along. <laughs> Brian Hamilton is also here. Hi, Brian. Hello. I am Bellamin, the dragonborn sorcerer. I have lots of charisma. I have not thought through my roleplay yet, and this voice hurts. Um, yeah, no, I'm very excited to be here in the death house that will not kill us. Fingers crossed. Erica Ensign's also here. Hi, Erica. Hi. Yeah, I'm also crossing my fingers. I am playing... Uh, what's my name again? Oh, yeah. I am playing Broldish, uh, a dwarven paladin who was a worshiper of the goddess Hela Brightaxe and wanted to be a cleric. And all of her people, sadly, were killed. And she was the only one that was that survived, so she never got to be that cleric. Instead, she's traveling the world. Hela Brightaxe was a very uh, was a very martial sort of goddess. She she fought a lot, lots of bloody battles. So my uh, my goal in life is just to to fight as much as possible and honor my goddess and spread the good word of Hela wherever if, I go. If everybody died, you could just tell them you were a cleric. Yeah, I'm totally a cleric. No one's gonna check out on your backstory, right? Yeah. Well, actually, and and the clerics of Hela Brightaxe were c- called blood maidens, and uh, in order to cast spells, they carved all kinds of scars into their into their body. Uh, my mm. character Broldish never never got to to get that far in school. So she uh, she carved her own. So I, I look pretty pretty disgusting because there are a lot of um, very poorly carved scars all over my face <laughs> and is, arms and hands. This is super so. unfortunate. Intimidating. Uh, excellent. Very memento. Excellent. Uh, joining us for, I think, only his second Dungeons & Dragons experience ever and his first TP kill appearance, it's Micah Sargent. Hi, Micah. Hello. Don't call me Micah. Call me Elavor. I am a half-elf from the eastern mountains that I don't even know if there are eastern mountains in this <laughs> now. but too Done. bad there <laughs> are now. Uh, yes, I'm a half-elf, and uh, I'm not very trusting of my, my human uh, side. You see, I, I'm a constant conflict because humans came into our domain and tried to take over and my younger sister was killed in the raids and so I uh, I don't I don't have much love or trust for humans and uh, it's a it's a constant point of conflict for me mm-hmm. oh I'm also a druid so uh, I love the earth peace <laughs> <laughs> Uh, great. Okay, and our party is rounded out by the dungeon master himself, 
who's not Dungeon Master today, what? but master, say, of, master of Dungeons. I am say. not prepared to be Dungeon Master. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> uh, I've been really looking forward to playing another adventure, Scott. You ready to go? Oh boy. All right, Scott McDulty's here. How are you doing, Scott? Hello, I am great. I am playing uh, a tiefling monk by the name of Karakir, uh, who enjoys book learning and punching people in the face. Excellent. All right, that's Sometimes great. at the same time. Uh, a party, Whoa. I think we have a, a party with, with Neri, a human in it. I think you have all chosen other races. So Interesting dynamics. Dumb. Humans are Humans. dumb. All right. <laughs> Boring. So passe to be a human. So passe. So as our adventure begins, um, you have found, you have all found yourself uh, walking the roads of the, uh, the Sword Coast. And you, you decide to uh, make camp for the night. You happen to meet over the campfire right off the road. You share some stories, and you get to know each other a little bit. Um, and you, you bunk down for the night, and the, the woods are quiet, and the air go, grows chill as it's, it's autumn. Your fire sputters as a low mist gathers around the edges of your camp, growing closer as the night wears on. By morning, the fog hangs thick in the air, turning the trees around you into gray ghosts. Then you notice something very interesting. In fact, I would say the druid and the ranger particularly happen to notice this because they're very well versed with trees and nature. You notice suspiciously that the trees around you now are not the same trees that were there when you went to sleep last night. <gasps> what? So you're still on a road. It stretches off into both directions into the fog. Um, but you seem to realize that it's not, it is not the road that you were on last night. It is a, a different road. What would you like to do? Let's go home. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was quick. Yeah. This could be no good. Yeah, but let's how? Go. Yeah, this can't be. This looks ominous. Let's, let's just turn around. For Sook, what happened here? Why are these trees so different? Are we even in the same spot as we were last night? I have trouble understanding your horrible accent, sir. Could you repeat <laughs> yourself? <laughs> I, I, I think we should examine these trees. Hmm. Uh, I feel don't know free much about if, trees. If, if you would like to examine the trees, feel free to, to make a nature check. All right, I will do just that as soon as you tell me how. <laughs> On your character sheet, you can click the, uh, the nature uh, where it says under skills, where it says oh. nature, and it should make oh, a roll for is. you. Nature. There you Boom. go. Whoa. Uh, wow, so that's, four. that's something is not right about that. Yeah, oh, you rolled a two. <laughs> nope, you rolled just rolled really poorly. Uh, you are almost sure that these are trees. Almost. <laughs> <laughs> what was uh, M's roll? That Imra, was, uh, really Imra rolled. Imra. Imra, yeah, Imra, I think, rolled uh, much With better. With advantage. Yes. Yeah. Um, and so you uh, recognize, you, you actually find that, strangely enough, you feel like you know all the trees that you are likely to have encountered upon your travels. And this, these don't look like any of them. Trees and I are friends, and I, I'm not friends with these trees. Mm, I don't know what's mm. going on, y'all. These are not cool trees. All these trees look the cool same trees. to me. Uh, I'm treeist. <laughs> <laughs> trees are only good to make paper out of. Or fire. Or and clubs. Much. I resent that. <laughs> Speaking of fire, it is quite cold out. Is it cold out? Is there anything we can... It's chill. It's very... It's chill. chilly. It's a brisk, brisk autumnish day. Uh, could, uh, could we do a detect magic, perhaps? Sure. If you would like to roll that, go ahead. 
Somebody's right. got somebody's got it. Someone else should, because apparently oh. I can't roll very well. I don't I don't have such things. Um I does the ground look different? Is it just the trees that look different? Is the terrain wow. different? Um it's hard to tell. You were kind of in a in a forest, um, you know, sort of lightly forested off the side of the road. And it certainly looks similar. You would think the the grass looks a little a little drier, maybe a little browner than you remember. Um, uh, in general, well, the trees seem to be a little a little more dead than you remember. But you're still in sort of a, a wooded area, so it, well, it looks a little bit different, but similar enough that you could you could mistake it if you weren't paying close attention. I'm DM always- would the uh, would a magic check be Arcana? Uh, Arcana would be more for uh, sort of sussing out something about magic. If you were looking to actually determine whether or not there was magic present, you would need to use something like a detect magic spell. You could use Arcana to, you know, sort of determine whether or not, you know, such a thing was possible. It was possible, for example, for you to be transported magically. That is a, a reasonable oh, thing I have that you would sort of magic. Uh, all things are possible with magic. Ooh, oh, someone has detect magic. Let's do that. All right, I just rolled, I think. Well, All right, detect know. magic. So you uh, you have cast the detect magic spell around you. So that was, that was me casting the spell. What you what you do notice from this is that it seems like if there were something magical, it would sort of pop out around you. But there's nothing about this that seems inherently magical in this very area. You seem like you're probably in the woods. It's definitely not the woods you remember, but it's not like the the trees all seem like normal trees. The grass seems like normal grass. Like all of this mm. stuff seems. Pretty much your 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 normal, usual wooded area. I'm gonna Dan. I want to go to the the road and walk Absolutely. down the way I came to see if it's if I remember if it looks different than the way I remember. Sure. All right. Is anybody going with you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was, that was my thought as well. All right. So as you go down the road, um, you sort of the the mist quickly envelops you. And you find you, you know, sort of uh, can't see where you just walked from. But as you walk down it a little while, like sort of intending to retrace your path, mm-hmm. um, you find that you seem to come back to where you started before. <laughs> so you what? seem to be back at the, the site of your, uh, your campfire there. I tried well, going the other direction. Definitely not the same way as it was last night. <laughs> Um, okay. Uh, is there anybody going with you, Broldish, or are you going on uh, your own? I will go as well. Yeah, I'm just going to turn around and, and see if we come back around the other side or if we can actually walk down the path in this direction. Actually, you find as you do walk down the path in that direction, the terrain does seem to change. You do notice there are some trees that you haven't seen before uh, and that the, the ground starts to look a little bit different, still heavily wooded, but you seem to be making some sort of progress. You don't in, uh, end up exactly where you were, at least not in a short okay. time as you walked before. Well, I probably wouldn't hmm. recognize the change in trees, but uh, you wouldn't see. Uh, you walk for you walk for roughly the same amount of time, and mm-hmm. you don't find yourself coming back to where you started. I'd All like right. to do a perception check and try to figure out what's going on in terms of the layout of the land. Sure. All right, I got a. No, no, that's nature. Come on. I got a five. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> you have uh, you it's you misty. pretty yeah. There's some mist. Uh, there's some trees. <laughs> You feel like maybe, I guess if you really wanted to build a house here, it wouldn't be too bad, but you're, you're thinking maybe that's not the best option. <laughs> Is that, right, that 14 think... nature I accidentally rolled, would that do us any good? Um, <laughs> well, you've already established that the trees are unfamiliar. I don't think there's much more for you to get out of that at present. 
You know, I think the... it's we can't go home again. That's that's clear. <laughs> so ah, correct. onwards and, and upwards, folks. Unless we're we supposed stay to stay here and build the death house. Is that the adventure <laughs> oh. that we're supposed to role play some construction? <laughs> if we could quarry some stone, I would be so in for that. <laughs> you, you can't you don't have to go home and, and you can't stay but here. But you gotta so. get the heck out of here. <laughs> Well, uh, well, okay. I guess we should uh, we go back and report back to the the party mm-hmm. that if we go back the way we came, it just ends up uh, in some kind of loop where we start where we left from, mm-hmm. uh, or we come back where we started from. That's better. Uh, but if we go this way, it seems to continue down. Yep. Well, it doesn't seem like we have much choice. I'm definitely yeah, in favor of going down diverted. the new route. I agree. All right. So you pack up your camp. You set off down the road. Uh, it's pretty, uh, a pretty dirt-packed road goes through the woods. You walk for a while. Um, uh, at one point, you do come to a large set of, of, of gates um, that are sort of rusty and are in stone. They're not like gates in a wall. They're just like gates on the road. Um, so like you sort of approach them, and as you do so, um, they sort of creak and, and swing open across the road. That's normal. Yeah, it happens all the time. So, like, we could walk around the outside of it. It's just a could if like you wanted to door standing in the middle. Okay, hmm. that's very strange. strange. And they were closed until we started getting closer to them, and they swung open on yep. their own power. Very inviting. It yes. is. This this place is so friendly. Mm-hmm. Alexa, open the gate. <laughs> True hospitality. Uh, are you going to pass through the gates? Are you going to go around the gates? Are you going to keep... I, I guess you could you could live here now. That's your only other option. Uh, whatever. This is. I, I'm getting bored with all of this mysteriousness. I just charge ahead through the gates. I'm just walking. All right, dish. Perfect. Charges through the gates. Everybody mm-hmm. following her? Yes, uh, I'm, I'm following sure. her. Yeah. All right. Everybody has joined her. The gates swing close behind you. <gasps> oh, no. But I you regret everything. <laughs> um... So you walk for another uh, hour or two, and uh, the the woods start thinning out a bit. The road turns from dirt to sort of more of a gravel. Um, And because you can't see too far ahead in the mist, um, it's almost kind of a surprise when you realize you've sort of hit the outskirts of a small town. Uh, Were we not expecting a a town to be this close? um, You probably weren't expecting this town. You certainly, none of you, you know, knew of a town on the road um at this point like within that days uh, that amount of travel um and it doesn't it, it looks slightly off in terms of like what you would expect a town to look like so for example there are uh there's very like tall houses they're very dark um a lot of the there are some shops in the area but everything seems to be closed and there's there's nobody in the streets um even the tavern which you pass on the way in seems to be bundled up tight door locked windows shades drawn curtains drawn etc so uh there's really it's very quiet uh and very too quiet quiet do we all right well see in that case like... i yell hello is anybody here hello the town hello, hello, hello yeah you, you hear it you hear your voice echo back at you and and for a moment everything else is silent and then you hear a, a noise from not far away a sort of a soft whimpering oh. and your mm-hmm. eyes are drawn to a pair of children standing in the middle of the otherwise lifeless street. Why is it always creepy children? 
Why, why I, are you saying creepy children? That's uh, so judgmental. Well, <laughs> children, by default, are creepy yeah, until uh, they're proven otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> I ask you, do these look like creepy children to you? I ask you, do they look like they creepy look like. children to us? <laughs> what do the children look like? Um, so they, uh, there are a pair of children, um, a, a tall girl who's probably around 10, and a younger boy who's probably around seven. He's clutching a little threadbare, a thread, threadbare doll. Um, and he's Is its name Billy? Just, <laughs> just curious. Just curious. Uh, not that I know. Um, okay. He is sort of the one sobbing quietly. And the, the, the sister seems to be sort of trying to comfort him. Um, and mostly just sort of, like, sort of get him to be, be quiet. Um, they, did you say they were humans? I was about to ask uh, They that. appear to be human. They have a slightly... Uh, 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 a slight like um, uh, uh, shoot, I've forgotten the word. Then pallor, pallor, yeah, a little bit of pallor to them, like a, a little, a little right. wan, um, but otherwise human. I was trying to show you a picture. Does it not pop up when I tried to do that? I don't see a picture. Not that I see. That is Mm-mm. unfortunate. That's supposed to work. Yeah, I still just see the what? map with us. All right, you know what? Here, I know how to do this. Um, Ooh. Ooh. Give me a photo of these. <gasps> paint a picture with your children. words, Dan. I'll paint a picture <laughs> with my words. How about now? Oh, ah. there we go. They don't oh, look do human those look like either. human? Do those look like creepy children to you? Come on. Look at they're those blue. little outfits. Oh, they're, they're surprisingly put together. Yeah. Um, yeah, their clothes are a little unfamiliar to you. They're they're very richly embroidered, um, and they look like they're uh, stylistically they they don't look like a type of fashion that you have seen elsewhere. Every rose <laughs> has its thorn. Hmm. <sighs> okay, well, I would go talk to them, but I'm not very nice, so I suggest someone who's a little bit nicer than me. I will say, hey, children, what's going on? <laughs> The the the, nice. the girl hushes her brother and then turns to you and and says, "There's a monster in our house." What does she, it look like? Your house, that is. <laughs> <laughs> she points to a tall uh, brick row house that's clearly seen better days. Um, its windows are dark. It has a gated portico on the ground floor, and there's a rusty Ooh. gate that's slightly ajar. Uh, the houses on either side appear to be abandoned, with all their windows and doors boarded up. So uh, I do also have a picture of the house, which I will show you. Children, have you told any of your neighbors? Oh, that looks like a lovely house, actually. (laughs) Would you like to move in? Um, The the girl um, sort of shakes her head uh, and says, no, no, there's usually it's uh, it's our parents keep it trapped in the basement. But it's they're 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 out and. We've we've never seen it, but we could hear it howling. Mm. You hear it howling in the basement, or you hear it it, it out and running around your house. I I I, th- I think it's still in the basement. It's there's a lot of howling. It's it's far away, but it's it's scary. Mm. Where have your parents gone, child? I we don't know. They they went out and they haven't come back. When when did they go out? I don't I don't remember. I think it was. Earlier today, maybe it was yesterday. They, they, you don't remember when your parents left. Where's everybody else in this town, kid? <laughs> they sort of shrug and say, I, we, we don't go out into the town that much. I, I don't know. Uh, it's, it's our parents usually just stay at home with us. Huh. This is very strange, children. <laughs> mm. 
You're telling us there's a monster in our house. Well, there's some noises in your house. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe Kara we should go Kier, check it out. babysitter. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I, I think we'll go check it out. Uh, it's it pains me to help human children, but <laughs> we could the, kill them. <laughs> <laughs> But that adorable little doll is uh, pulling that's, on my heart. It's really selling you there. Yeah. All right. Well, your definition of adorable is very different from mine. <laughs> yeah, agreed. So uh, ugly, it's cute. Okay. What would you like to do? Uh, I let's let's follow the kids home. Or yeah, take us inside. The, house, kids. They pointed the at. house is very close. Um, they sort of resist going back inside. They seem very freaked out by it, um, and so they're sort of like resisting getting pulled back inside. They're, 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 they're keeping a, a, not a pretty good distance from the house. Oh. Well, I, I, I hate kids. Uh, have you, what have your parents told you about this monster that lives in your basement that has escaped while your parents are out? Uh, well, we don't, we don't, we don't know if it's escaped. We just, we can, we can hear it howling. It doesn't, it, we hear it sometimes, but it seems like more now, a lot more constant. Uh, what's the I, uh, what's the layout of your house? So a monster in the basement, bedrooms and stuff upstairs. Well, there's there's there... a few floors above us. Uh, Party in the back. <laughs> uh, there are three three floors, um, and an and an attic and a basement. I mean, it's huh? it's a pretty it's a house. Are you asking your telling children? Details matter. <laughs> Well, we don't go into the basement. We we only. Well, you go upstairs. Well, sometimes. Why? Why are you asking so many questions? <laughs> Will my nine in persuasion weird. help them get back into the house to show us around? Um, they do not seem to be that interested in going back in the house. You can sort of convince them to wait in the. There's like a portico, you know, right outside there. That's about as far as they seem willing to go. Okay. All right. Well, let's go in. Let's 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 check it out, you guys. Let's do it. All right. All right, so on the map, you guys, if you scroll down to the bottom of this, this map that you're on, you will see your little tokens, and you are standing on the portico. Uh, there's a wrought iron gate with some hinges uh, and a uh, um, filling the archway of the portico. And uh, oil lamps hang from the ceiling by chains, flanking a set of big oaken doors. Excellent. All right, uh, let's. I'll, I'll try the door. Uh, the doors are unlocked, um, and they, they swing open, and they reveal a foyer, which I will. A spooky you. foyer. A spooky foyer. Oh, that doesn't look that spooky. All right. <laughs> well, your definition of spooky is very different from mine. Yeah. I, I find foyer, all then. foyers spooky. <laughs> Ooh, is it uh, dimly lit? Uh, what, what's the illumination levels in this? this um, there are some oil lamps in here, um, so it seems pretty uh, pretty well well lit enough, um, in, at least in this room. Um, you notice as you walk in that hanging on the south wall, and we'll say the south wall is... This, uh, thanks for, oh, roll 20. South side is this tier right there. Um, you'll see a, a shield emblazoned with a coat of arms. Uh, the coat of arms is a, a stylized golden windmill on a red field. It's flanked in turn by portraits of sort of these stony-faced aristocrats. Um, and then in front of you are a pair of mahogany-framed double doors that lead 
into the house proper, there are panes of stained glass in these windows ahead of you. All right. Looks like some of us are rolling history rolls yes. to see if we know anything about the uh, the shield. For me, at least, I got an 18. Uh, 18's pretty good. Um, the shield and the coat of arms on there are most notable to you because you have, in fact, never heard of them. Um, <laughs> and so you, you know, you 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 rack your brains and and you have some you have some some train some historical uh, training and knowledge, and you feel like you probably would recognize a coat of arms, like a well-known, mm-hmm. a family well-known enough to have a coat of arms. But in this case, it's not ringing any bells. I will share that with the group and say, yeah, I, I know my shields. I know my, my coats of arms. Any, anything used as a standard in battle is something that should be familiar to me, and this does not look familiar. I like my coats to have arms, otherwise my arms would be cold. I open the next door. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, um, so you open the mahogany doors, and that opens into Ooh, a mahogany. nice big main hall. Oh. Ooh, I like the beautiful staircase. staircase. So uh, the main hall runs the width of the house. Uh, at one end, you see there is a black marble fireplace, which is right where Elevore is standing. Um, there is a sweeping red marble staircase on the other end, which you can see. Uh, mounted on the wall above the fireplace is a longsword. Uh, and there are wood, the wood panels of the walls have these ornately sculpted images sort of inlaid in them, um, which at first glance seem to be sort of vines and flowers and nymphs and satyrs. Um, the decorative paneling goes up with the staircase up towards the second floor. And there are a handful of doors off it. You can see uh, one to your, uh, let's see, west, and a couple to your east. Um, yep, there you go. Is there anything about this longsword that says anything to me you know, as a fighter, or is it just a decorative longsword? You know, when you look closely at it, you think it's probably, it was used at some point, though it doesn't seem to have ever gotten like a lot of heavy use. But you do notice there's a little cameo worked into the hilt that has a windmill on it. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> this is a sword of windmill slaying. All right. Well, what do you think? Windmills. What do you think, guys? You wanna <laughs> uh, want to head through one of these doors or, or head up the the staircase? I, I, I'm, I'm going to go inspect the marble, regardless of what anybody <laughs> wants to do, because that's some fine marble. <laughs> I, I don't think I'm interested right now in going up. Uh, yeah. Based on the fact that we think this this supposed monster is in the dungeon or is in the the downstairs the basement i give a slightly sad longing look at the staircase (laughs) marble all right where are the doors dan Mm -hmm. uh there is a door to the west just where imra is standing there is uh, a couple doors to the east one in front of bellaman there and one to his left and then there's another uh, another couple doors up here that seem to lead off to other rooms. Weird. Um, Let's well, it, I would think that this, the, the door by me um, probably just leads into a room since we're so close to the front of the house. So mm-hmm. we could just go in there and kind of knock that off of our list and, and figure out what, what's going on there. Good idea. Sure. I second that. All right. And are you opening that door? Sure. All right, so you open the door, and it reveals a den. It's uh, an an oak-paneled room that looks a lot like a hunter's den. Um, So there's a fireplace in that wall again. Uh, Above it is a stag's head 
and positioned around the outskirts of the room are three stuffed wolves. Oh, they're stuffed. (laughs) There are two padded chairs draped in animal furs facing the hearth. There's an oak table between them, which has a cask on it, along with two carved wooden goblets, a pipe rack, and a candelabrum. There's a chandelier above a cloth-covered table surrounded by four chairs. Uh, And against the walls, you notice two separate cabinets, um, one to the east and one to the north. I would like to inspect the fireplace and rummage through it and see if there's any bits and bobs left over from something maybe being burned. Uh, sure. Give me a uh, perception roll. 14. That's pretty good. Uh, so you dig through it. It mostly seems to be sort of, you know, charred logs, leftover embers and ashes from some sort of fire. There doesn't seem to be anything in there that... That jumps out at you as being, you know, something unusual being burned in the fireplace. It looks like mainly it was just a wood fire. All mm-hmm. right. Well, I should we head toward the back to, of the house? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, unless somebody I wants to take a, to look through the cabinets. cabinets. I'm going to open yeah. this cabinet. <laughs> <laughs> Someone right. had to. Which cabinet are you opening, uh, here? So this, the... Uh, the one that is opposite the fireplace. So that's north, I guess. So the north one. Yeah, sorry. There is a compass rose, but I don't know where it is. Um, ye, that is north. Yes. Um, so you open that. It's unlocked. There's a small box in it containing a deck of playing cards. And then there's a bunch of sort of wine glasses in there. Well, that's underwhelming. I close it. <laughs> <laughs> I close it. <laughs> and leave everything there. I will open the other one. <laughs> uh, the other one, you try the handle, it's locked. Hey, this one's locked. Hmm. Well, um... I could bash I it open for you if you picking. want, but... Yeah. Do we have someone, yeah, instead of... Ba- before we bash, uh, what is Fine. the check for uh, getting into stuff? It's like, a dexterity, straight dexterity check. If you have thieves tools or and are proficient with them, you get some bonuses, but otherwise it is straight up dexterity. Oh, I, my dexterity, oh, my dexterity is not bad. Let me try. Here we go. Uh, That's actually a save, not a, if you look at where it says dexterity on your abilities, try clicking that. 14, that's pretty good. Um, So you managed to uh, sort of jimmy at the lock with uh, a couple of, you got your hairpins. I know you've got some, you got got beard there. Beard pins? Is that what you have, beard pins? Yes, I've got a a few clips on my belt there. There you go. So you you fashion one of those and you manage to jimmy the lock open. And you notice as consistent with the rest of the den, this seems to be sort of uh, hunting equipment. There is uh, an assortment of crossbows, a heavy crossbow, a light crossbow, a hand crossbow, and 20 bolts for each of those weapons. Interesting. I'm not sure how I feel about breaking into these people's house. I mean, yes, we're investigating monsters, well, but we I don't hear just, any monsters in the cabinets. <laughs> you no, were, we were invited. We, in we were invited. You were, yeah, you were invited. We not At the yeah, end I, of this adventure, it turns out you guys are vampires, but you could only come in if you were invited. <laughs> That's right. In my well, culture, we weren't invited to look through their stuff. If you invite someone into your home, you can look through their stuff. So is there anything... Remind <laughs> uh, me not to invite Scott. I'm glad we have a paladin in the party. So the bolts. This is why for the, it's the first time I've ever played a paladin. <laughs> the bolts for the bow, the crossbows. Are they? Uh, is there anything special about them? Doesn't appear to be. They're well made. Um, clearly, they're used. Um, like they, they're not just decorative, but they have been like they're practical as well. Um, they complement any wolf's den. Um, <laughs> no, otherwise they seem fairly normal. Do we know okay. what kind of metal they're made of? Um, uh, standard steel. Okay. Um, you so know, not silver. Wood shaft steel. Yeah, steel, steel heads, steel. 
love stealing. Well, right. I can't touch those anyway because I'm a druid and I don't want to steal things. So maybe we should uh, move on unless somebody's stealing them. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's see if we can find the stairs down. I touch them all. <laughs> Would anybody like to come with me into this, this door in the upper right of the foyer? Uh-huh. Upper right or upper left? Upper, right. upper left, excuse me. Uh, I know yeah. directions. <laughs> sure. Open the door. Do I open the door. Uh, all right. You open the door, and that one opens into <gasps> a what appears to be a dining room. Oh, look, there are two doors to this dining room. Mm, so uh, this centerpiece of this wood panel dining room is a carved mahogany table surrounded by eight high back chairs oh. with sculpted armrests oh. and cushioned seats. Above the table, table hangs a crystal chandelier. Um, the table itself is covered with silverware and crystalware, all of which is polished to a dazzling shine. There's a marble fireplace against one wall, uh, above which is a mahogany frame painting of an alpine veil. Uh, like the uh, main hall, the wood paneling is carved here. In this case, you see elegant images of deer among the trees. There's also red silk drapes covering the windows and a tapestry on the other end of the room, uh, which depicts uh, hunting dogs and horse-mounted aristocrats uh, chasing after a wolf. It's hanging from an iron rod bolted to the wall. Um, yeah, so it's a, it's pretty ornate, pretty well laid out. There are some this windows looking out into the, uh, into the backyard there. Um, I look behind the tapestry. There is... Nothing by the tapestry except for water. <gasps> There's not a wall. I'm beginning to understand like... that these people really like to hunt wolves. <laughs> seems like a this hunting lodge for rich weirdos. Oh, yeah. If they wanted to be in the forest, why aren't they in the forest? I don't understand why they would do all of this to a house in the middle of a town. Well, you know, if you build in a town, you can get uh, public uh, utilities, so you get a water hookup and sewage. <laughs> it's much easier. <laughs> Does a 13 in perception tell me anything about when this dining ware was last used? It does not. It looks very clean. Uh, there's no dust or anything on um, on the table or any of the stuff on it. It seems everything's been sort of immaculately cleaned and well kept up. Um, you have noticed that in both this room and the... Uh, and the den, you're getting some light filtering in for the windows, but none of the lamps in here or the fireplace are lit or anything like that. Strange. And you, did you say the curtains were drawn on the windows? Uh, there are some red silk drapes here. Uh, they're sort of, uh, they're, they're drawn, um, but you, a couple of them are slightly pulled back, you know, like half pulled back so you can see out a little bit. I'll peek out and look at the backyard. The backyard is, uh, there's not much here. It's fairly just uh, like an open little grassy area. You do notice that you can't see very far in there. It's, it's the whole town seems to be enveloped in that same sort of mist that you saw out on the roads. So you can only see maybe, you know, 30 feet or something before it just turns into like thick pea soup fog. Creepy. This is Stephen King. Well, I'm, ah, I am interested in checking out this other door then. Let's. All right, so you're going to open this door over here, and that reveals a kitchen. Oh, what uh, a tiny, cute kitchen. It's a t- it's a, it is very tiny. It's cute. It's very tidy. The dishware and cookware and utensils are all neatly placed on the shelves. Uh, there's a work table with a cutting board and a rolling pin on top of it, and you see a dome-shaped oven um, that stands uh, near the east wall. It has a stovepipe connected to a hole in the ceiling, and there's a, uh, a thin door in the back of the kitchen there, too, and another very small door down by where Elevore is. 
Yeah, to a little closet or something. Can I open that, please? Yeah, in fact, it's you, you notice pretty quickly as you walk up to it that it's not really a closet. It's a dumbwaiter. Um, <gasps> so it's a, there's a very small little door in there, and you also notice that hanging on the wall next to the dumbwaiter is a tiny little brass bell that's attached by a wire that goes off into the wall there. Should I hit it? Should I hit it? I'm going to hit it. Well, go ahead. Yeah. All right, I hit the bell. <laughs> Ten points. It tinkles, uh, sort of. <laughs> it, it tinkles but... all over you. <laughs> ah, not that kind of game. Children. <laughs> not that kind of game. Um, but yeah, and you sort of hear that echo, but that, that's about it. All right. Weird. All right. I will open this other door at the back of the kitchen. The back door leads to a small pantry. Oh. Uh, there is a lot of food carefully put away, just sort of your... Your usual uh, stuff you keep pantry, flour, sugar, butter, all this sort of stuff laid out. Um, clearly, it's been used at some point, but it seems to be well stored. Hmm. Uh, By process of elimination, the only door left on this floor is this one. Would you like would, to open that one? Not yet. Let's explore the kitchen first. I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> uh, any other questions about the kitchen or any of the other rooms? Or feel free to poke back no. in and take is a look at anything. Is there anything in the fireplace? Uh, or, sorry, in the, in the oven of the kitchen, the stove, the oven. The... You go up to the oven and you open the door. <laughs> it seems to be empty. All right. I don't, I don't know where, I don't know where Brildish went. I accidentally moved myself <laughs> off of the map, but I'm back now. <laughs> Welcome back. Hey. I came back. We missed you. Uh, so where, where's the last yeah, door? The last door is right in front of Bellum in there. Oh. Okay. So. It is a single square, which kind of concerns me. And it is the last door we haven't opened on oh. this floor. I assume it's a staircase going down. What is Open the, uh, really quickly, to the left of me, because I don't see a compass rose. What is that again? This right, uh, right at the opposite the staircase? Yes. That is a fireplace. fireplace. Okay. With a long sword above it. Yep. Okay, Correct. Cool. Let's open this last door. Yep. Behind door number three, you find a small closet. Uh, <gasps> um, this there house doesn't are... have a basement. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. It's, it's a cloak like room. just like the Alamo. There are several, <laughs> exactly. there are several black cloaks. Several black cloaks hanging from the hooks on the walls and a top hat on a high shelf. A, Ooh, top a top hat. hat. Mm-hmm. Who's gonna I investigate the top, the top hat? hat. That's right. Adventure <laughs> achievement it's very, It is a very nice, elegant top hat made of silk. Um, it seems to be well brushed and kept in good condition. We were looking for a top hat, right? Let's go yes. bring the kids in and say, we found the top hat. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I think we should it. pop outside and say, hey, how do we get to the basement? Yeah, because this I'm is... I'm going to do uh, that. I, do we have to go up to go down? Is that the deal? That doesn't make uh, any sense. No. <laughs> well, if there's a staircase in the back or something that's uh, could also be like a wall a, or yeah, like from the outside cellar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So I, I think we should head back to the front door. And are the okay. kids still hanging out just outside? Kids are gone. <gasps> oh guy, my! Those little uh, rats. Uh, it's a trap. Can can we can we get out to like circle the house from the outside? Uh, I mean, you certainly could. Yeah. I think I would like to circle the house from the outside and see if there is like an external cellar door somewhere around okay. the house or in the yard. So you uh you take a short stroll around the house. As you noted from the uh dining room, 
the fog is very thick now and is sort of encroached upon the house. In fact, you're having trouble even seeing the rest of the town from the front portico there. Um, and as you circle it, you note, like, as you saw before, it seems uh, three or four stories tall. Um, there are some windows, a couple balconies, uh, one small one on the front, one small one on the back, but you don't see any doors leading to the cellar. In fact, the only way you can see, aside from sort of the balconies and the windows that goes in and out, is the front door. Well, do you guys want to continue to Upstairs? investigate this weird-ass house, or? <laughs> uh, could I, I want to do a, a quick little test, if I could. Yeah. Um, I'm going to head back into the kitchen. Okay. And what I would like to do is uh, activate. Exactly little, what I was thinking. Activate the little pulley system or whatever, so that the dumb waiter thingy starts to go up. Okay. And I, I want to look down to see if the dumb waiter can go down. Yeah, so you uh, you use a little rope and pulley system, and you hoist up the dumbwaiter, and from what you can tell when you sort of stick your head in there, uh, mm-hmm. there's a two-foot-wide stone shaft, but it seems to end pretty close to the bottom here. Like, if you Ooh. threw, like, a little, uh, you know, like a pebble or something in, you, you think it would hit the ground, you know, basically roughly even with the floor of the house. Hmm. All right, shall we go upstairs, friends? Marble! Yeah, <laughs> Uh, all right, so as you walk up, you note, as you, you saw before, the sort of decorative wood paneling of the hall follows you up the staircase, and yeah. that takes you up to the second floor, which is over here. So I'm just going to, yeah, pop yourselves over to the right there, and now you're on the second floor. So on the second floor, you find the, the upper hall, uh, there are unlit oil lamps mounted on the walls of this very elegant hall. Hanging above the mantelpiece at the far end is a wood-framed portrait. Uh, you notice two familiar figures in that portrait, the children that you saw before. Um, uh, with them are two adults um, who look kind of a little bit on the, the dour side, um, as well as uh, a in the father's arms, he is cradling a swaddled baby. And you notice something odd about it, but roll perception for me. Odd baby. 13. All right. I got a 19. Ooh, 19. Okay, so those of you with, uh, you know, sort of broodish and and there on up, um, you notice there's something a little odd about the mother's expression when she's looking at the baby. You'd think a mother looking at her baby would be looking very happy and perhaps joyful, but she seems to regard it with a hint of scorn. <sighs> the um, baby's the monster. Scott was right. I'm, Kids are yep. creepy. Yeah, see? Um, in addition to the portrait, there are standing suits of armor flanking wooden doors in both the east and west walls. Each of them is holding a spear and has a visored helm that is shaped like a wolf's head. Uh, the doors themselves are carved also which with what appear to be dancing youths. And the staircase that you came up continues to spiral upwards. You can feel as you stand, like once you reach sort of this landing, you feel sort of like a, a cold draft coming down the steps from above. Well, I rolled perception to take a look at the suits of armor. I rolled a two, so I'm, I, they're suits of armor. Shiny. <laughs> Shiny. Very nice. Uh, I will Good also armor. check out check out the armor. I got a 10. Oh, I got a 15. Um, yeah, the suits of armor, they seem to be sort of plate armor, but the closer you look at them, you realize these probably wouldn't necessarily be suitable for actually using as armor. 
Um, they seem to be more decorative. They're very inlaid, very ornate. Um, and they probably wouldn't necessarily hold up very well in an actual battle situation. Hmm. Do they appear to be empty? <laughs> uh, yeah, they appear to be. You can you can lift the little wolf visor. That's nothing what I in do. there. Nothing I in there. Do that. Yep, good good idea. Should always check. Always okay. lift the wolf visor. And the uh, wolf visor is my favorite American beer. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! I'm I gonna look behind the portrait above the uh, fireplace. See if there's anything behind there. Uh, you carefully lift, lift back the portrait yep. to find uh, a blank wall. They have a lot of blank walls under these mm. things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna open the door towards the top. Whatever direction Towards it is. the top. Okay. The north so, northwest. You open up this room to reveal <gasps> what appears to be a sort of a study or library. With a hmm. knife on the table. <gasps> With a knife on the table. Um, red velvet drapes once again covered the windows of this room. Yummy. Uh, there's an exquisite mahogany desk of a piece with the dining table downstairs. Uh, it has a matching high back chair facing the entrance in the fireplace. Uh, above the fireplace is another framed picture, this one of a windmill perched atop a rocky crag. Hmm. There are a lot of fireplaces, a lot of windmills, and a lot of wolves in this place. Mm-hmm. Mm, they're going for a motif. Mm-hmm. Um, in the corner uh, corners of the rooms, there's two overstuffed armchairs, and floor-to-ceiling bookshelves line the south <gasps> wall with a rolling ladder that allows one to sort of more easily reach the high shelves. I sit in the armchair in the corner. It's oh, very it's comfy. This is, this is <laughs> I start looking through the books. I'm gonna I'm gonna roll a perception check uh, with the hopes. Ooh, look at that, twenty two, with the hopes of <laughs> spotting some books that are more uh, used than the rest. If that makes sense, so books that might have been recently read. You know, you do see one book that jumps out at you, which is sort of a red bound oh, leather literally. book. Caught it. Uh, nice job. Put it back. Um, it's. <laughs> What's odd about it is that unlike a lot of the other ones, it has a blank spine on it. You also feel like something is a little bit off about that. Should I, should I, should I grab it? Am I going to go into a secret passageway? What do you think, friends? Grab it. Do it. Yeah, I'm, let's okay. see what happens. I grab it and I pull on it. <laughs> so you pull on it and the, uh, <laughs> the, um, the, the bookcase slides aside. Ah. <gasps> what? Do, 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 do. <laughs> uh, and as soon as I can actually make this happen, <laughs> this is oh, very no. dramatic. It's a slow I moved the wrong opening. thing. Sorry. Um, Something's going to happen. Something's going to happen. Whoa. There is a room back there. What? So, like what? the room outside, this room is also packed with bookshelves. Um, Ooh, but the most, books. the most obvious thing to you in front of you is a, a, uh, heavy wooden chest against the opposite wall with clawed iron feet. It's lid is only half closed. Now you're not sure exactly why, but if you had to make a guess, you would guess that it has something to do with the skeleton that is half <laughs> inside of it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that was, uh, <laughs> that was my perception. I could tell you might call it a dead giveaway. Uh, Or I might not. Good night, everybody. I have too much pride to call it that. (laughs) I've got a bone to pick with you, Dan. (laughs) Oh. Oh. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Um, Does somebody have a a decent medicine check that they might want to examine? I think he's dead. That skeleton. (laughs) (laughs) I'm thinking like a postmortem. I uh, 
well, I'll just do it. We'll see what happens. Someone do better than me. Oh, hello. Uh, oh. The, the druid, well-versed in the medical arts. You conclude this, this, this guy's dead. Um, <laughs> That's all I get? Come on. <laughs> now, all right. So he is a, uh, you, you sort of guess, so you're only seeing half of it because half of the, like, skeleton is still inside the chest sort of, like, with the lid down on him. So you've got, like, the, uh, the chest downwards. Um, you're, you're guessing based on the sort of the, you know, the size and the bones, stuff like that. Probably human. Um, he's wearing some like leather armor or like what remains of it. Um, and he, uh, you feel like maybe he, he met an untimely end with something to do with this chest. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So does anyone have any sort of, uh, way to maybe disarm traps or check for traps? Well, I feel like this trap was already sprung. So that's true. So See, I don't but no know. one wants to open it. Am I going to have to be the one to do this? I'll open it. <laughs> okay. If you want to, if you want to move aside and let me go in. All right. Yes. Bruldish goes up and and yep. opens it. Um, the sort of the skeleton sort of tumbles out, and you see uh, what you are pretty sure is the cause of death, which are three darts stuck in its armor and rib cage. Ah. Hmm. Uh, um, the, they were probably is, poisoned, I would guess then, or he uh, was really, really not tough. You also <laughs> notice. As he as he sort of tumbles out, the clutched in his left hand is a a, a sealed letter. Oh, I'll, I'll grab the letter. All right, so it is a, a little like rolled up, almost like a scroll, and it's got like a little mm-hmm. sealing wax on it. Bust it open. I'm curious about this. All right, might have something to do with the monster. I'm not being you know not say, overly prying. This, this is a federal offense. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we don't know what the laws are in this weird town. <laughs> There is a letter enclosed in, and it is written in a flowing script. The letter reads thusly. Oh. My most pathetic servant. Ooh. I am not a messiah sent to you by the dark powers of this land. I have not come to lead you on a path to immortality. However many souls you have bled on your hidden altar, however many visitors you have tortured in your dungeon, know that you are not the ones who brought me to this beautiful land. You are but worms riding in my earth. You say that you are cursed, your fortune spent. You abandoned love for madness, took solace in the bosom of another woman, and sired a stillborn son. Cursed by darkness? Of that I have no doubt. Save you from your wretchedness? I think not. I much prefer you as you are. Your dread lord and master, Strad Vanzarovich. Does that name mean anything to me? It... Does not. Off the top of your head, you feel like uh, it's a pretty imposing name. Sounds, <laughs> well, I got a zero on my history check, so well, yeah. Oh, yeah. No idea. Which is not much that, yep. Nope. Never heard it before ever Critical in your life. Failure. Mm-hmm. This guy is unimportant. Uh, <laughs> has he ever. No. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, clearly we're dealing with the Dark Lord here. <laughs> he seems kind of nice. Yeah. Yeah. And we are but on a quest to defeat the Dark Lord. Sorry. I'm and sorry. what did they? He sounds kind of judgy. How did they describe the baby, the child? Baby. Uh, stillborn. Stillborn, not stillborn. No. Okay. okay. I'm gonna check out the books in this these secret bookcases. Um, I will note also there is there is more stuff in the chest which you saw but oh, you have not okay. examined yet. Um, but the books. You notice as you look over all the books that unlike outside, which seem to be on a wide variety of subjects. Pretty much everything in here is on uh, very specific subjects, which are uh, things like uh, necromantic rituals, fiend summoning, uh, cults, that kind of stuff. Um, 
You you also notice that all, many of them seem to concern a particular cult called the Priests of Osibus. O S Y B U S. Um, yeah, I have so heard of them. Is that a religion uh, or a yeah? Roll religion. Okay. All right. Ooh, pretty good. Um, <laughs> I got a three. Yay. <laughs> Brildish, you have never. Brildish, you have never heard of this cult. Okay. Um, Karakir, mm-hmm. you have never heard of this cult. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm, I'm like uh, 18 out of 20. Uh, kind of sure I may have heard of them. <laughs> <laughs> no, in fact, you are. No, you, just... you have a pretty extensive uh, knowledge of cults. And this one you have never heard of. That's true. I, I ha- uh, my specialties are cults and fiends. I will uh, take one of the <laughs> books that is about fiend summoning uh, that I haven't read before. Great. And, uh, and if you you can, let's. I'm gonna say if you can, uh, you can flip through it for the next little while, and you can you can study that, and I can I can tell you a little bit more about it in a bit. Okay, I'll do that. Do, 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 I will do, sit do, down do, in this do, chair and read that book. Thumb through that book. <laughs> yes. So did we little light look we in the chest? out of the chest? Yeah. Uh, feel free. Who would like more. to look in the chest? I'm, I'm going to, since I'm, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't leave with, with the chest still half full of stuff that I hadn't looked <laughs> or at. Or half empty. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay. The chest, there's a, there's a number of other things in this chest, which appear, apparently the guy in the armor didn't get a chance to get to. Um, you find three blank books with black leather covers. Ugh, these books. Uh, three spell scrolls. The deed to the house. <gasps> we oh, own the house now. Oh, we own the house. <laughs> I don't do want to pass. Go. Do not pass. I was going to say I, I ran this campaign once before for his friends, and that was exactly what they said. <laughs> oh, we own the house. This is great. Um, the deed to a windmill. <laughs> we, we own a windmill and a house. <laughs> I'm more interested in the windmill, frankly. This house is like I don't know, like the, the wolf motif is too much. And I'm perhaps sell wind Perhaps illuminating both of those, a signed will. Oh. Ooh, what does the will say? What's his last name? What does uh, the will say? <laughs> the will is signed by Gustav and Elizabeth Durst, and it bequeaths the house, the windmill, and all other family property to their children, Rosavalda and Thornbolt Durst, in the event of their parents' death. Rip it up. No mention of a younger child there on the will? No mention of a younger child. Mm. So, no Fred Durst? It sounds to me, if I can uh, put two and two together, or one and one together, depending. Uh, we had a stillborn child that they were sad was a stillborn child, and so they uh, talked to some, some bad people and brought that child back to life, and uh, there were some, you know, some, some consequences of doing that. Interesting theory. <laughs> well, we st- I mean, if anybody wants to take any of that stuff from the chest, I'm not going to take any of those things. Uh, I'll hang on to this sorcerers here. Any? I'm a sorcerer here, but I don't know what else I could do in terms of like. Uh, well, no, there are spells. Spell there spells in the chest. So oh, hello. Yes, I missed those. that. Yeah. There are three spell scrolls. I will tell you what they are. They and I have contain... already walked away from the chest, so if you steal them, I won't see it. <laughs> Just saying. Plausible deniability. What? Yep. Um, there are three spell scrolls. Uh, one each. Bless. Protection from poison and spiritual weapon. Um, I think in order to use a spell scroll, I think the um, it has to be on your class's spell list. Fifth edition. Uh, let us check that. Also, uh, what kind of cruelty is that? There's a protect from poison scroll inside the chest. Where a person <laughs> died by poison darts. That's uh, just not nice. The cause of death was actually irony. 
it's the third leading killer. <laughs> um, I will I will look that up and, and check on it for you guys. Uh, let's see here, scrolls. I'm checking that as well. But I think I looked this up at some point. I think you have to have uh, any creature that can understand a written language can read the arcane script on a scroll and attempt to activate it. Hmm. Hmm. I think spell scrolls are actually a different thing. We will continue. Oh. I will. I will clarify this. But feel free to continue uh, investigating any of the other parts of these rooms. Well, I would uh, like to move Scott, on to the next room. Has yeah, Scott I'm ready. Learned anything yet? Uh, Scott, how long have you been reading, you think? Uh, several hours, no doubt. Oh, no doubt, um, no doubt. Okay. <laughs> I doubt, uh, I doubt very strongly. You know what? Give me an arcana check. Uh, okay. Uh, dude. Twelve. Uh, you know what? You just made it. Um, as you look over this, you're reading this, and again, you have some familiarity with perhaps some elements of uh, necromantic rituals. I don't know. Maybe you're well-read. You know about cults. I am. All that stuff. I do. <laughs> um, you sort of, as you read and you're going, your brow furrows more and more until you get to a point where you realize, this is utter crap. It's, it's, not, even, it's not even real. Like, all the stuff, all the rituals in here, they wouldn't work. Bah, I throw the book across the room. <laughs> It clatters into some other books, knocks over some stuff. a waste of time. Let's go. Hey, enough of the vandalism in there. (laughs) Could I do another perception check on another part of the bookshelf to look for more trapdoors? Sure. Give it a roll. I was told there'd be a basement. I told there'd be fiendish bricks. Five. No. You find nothing. You know what? Just for the sake of playing it safe, I'm also going to go in there and do one real quick. Uh, suddenly my voice is an old man. <laughs> 12 is not great, but... Uh, 12 is not great. Um, you don't find anything else on the bookshelf that you find that would seem to be any sort of trigger or, you know, way of opening any other secret room. Um, you do... Uh, yeah, you do notice, uh, like, as you sort of glanced over them before, that that unlike the, the cultish books, there's a, a ton of stuff on here that's about... A variety of subjects from the history of warfare to alchemy. There's including a, a bunch of works of poetry and fiction, including some first editions. Um, so, like, it's a pretty extensive library, and it seems to be fairly well kept up. All right, cool. I want to. I want to check cookbooks? out this room. Yeah, check out this room. Let's oh go yeah, there's a, there's a cookbook. Yeah. Oh, just Rangers get Nancy. I just like family recipes. I collect them. Let's do this. <laughs> Uh, okay, so you guys are heading down to that uh, that next room there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Alrighty, so you open the door to the south, and you find a very large room. So in this room, it appears to be a uh, conservatory. There are gossamer drapes covering the windows of this elegantly appointed hall, which has a brass-plated chandelier hanging from the ceiling. Upholstered chairs line the walls, and stained glass wall handings depict depict beautiful men, women, and children singing and playing instruments. In the northwest corner, there's a harpsichord with a bench. Near the fireplace is a large standing harp. And on the mantelpiece is a series of alabaster figurines of well-dressed dancers. I have a flute if anyone wants to, like, we could do a little concert really fast. A jam? <laughs> Not particularly musical, but I wouldn't mind some music. 
I don't play. Oh, let's hear it. Let's hear it. (laughs) 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 What is that awful sound? (laughs) The the GM can play music in the background. That's kind of cool. I'm rolling perception on the harpsichord, looking for anything weird about it. That's a 12. It's a harpsichord. Is it in tune? I did make a playlist at one point, but it seemed like it might be uh, gilding the lily. Um, the the harpsichord is functional. It, it, it's perhaps uh, a little bit out of tune, but it, it seems to work. It seems I play heart and soul. A, <laughs> that takes two people. <laughs> and a giant pan. Yeah, which are you playing, heart or soul? And you must stomp on it with your feet. Let's see if I get All right. Da, well, da, da, da. Okay, I'll stop. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're a druid, not a musician. <laughs> oh. I think it's time uh, to just move um, on up, unless yep. yeah, someone else to investigate in here. I'm going to check out the fireplace. In here? Yeah, we did. Two on the harpsichord, specifically. Um, Scott, you're over by the mantelpiece. and uh, Yep, that's when, what I'm when, checking out. When you uh, look at those alabaster figures carved in there, you notice something kind of weird. Um, some of those alabaster figures are not, in fact, dancers, but are rather well-dressed skeletons. <gasps> well-dressed skeletons? So what makes a... Well-dressed skeleton, well-dressed. Well, I mean, the skeleton you saw before was only dressed in leather armor. These are That's wearing, true. like, elaborate, nice clothes. Oh, but they have like a little grinning skull faces. Hmm. That's weird. That is weird. Everyone's crazy about now, a shop-dressed skeleton. <laughs> are these are these statues, uh, like, can I pick them up? Are they individual yeah, little they're statues? Like, they're they? like little porcelain figurines, probably, uh, oh. you know. I took out my... I take out my porcelain doll's head and make it look at the porcelain <laughs> figurine. <laughs> the eyes have seem them to talk. follow it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. Okay. I, since these are, are stone, I have rolled a 15 on my history check Ooh. for stonework mm. just to see if there's anything that the, the workmanship on these little things can tell me. It's very, very good workmanship. You would find expect this to be the result of a master carver. Um it doesn't seem to, like, you look all over thinking there might be, like, a stamp or an insignia or something mm-hmm. like that. You don't find one, um, and you think that's a little odd. Um, but, yeah, other than that, you don't, I mean, you don't recognize the style or anything, so you don't really have any ideas about the provenance. Okay. I turn to her and say, how much do you think these are worth? <laughs> how much do I think they're worth? Yeah. They're, they're either priceless or valueless. Take your pick. <laughs> there you go. I choose priceless. <laughs> and you choose to put them in your pocket. I choose valueless. <laughs> no, put them back. Put them oh, back. Fine. Should move Paladins. along. <sighs> going upstairs. I'm going I, upstairs. I will note there is one more door, just in case it wasn't clear, because I know it, there's one right at the top of the stairs. <gasps> oh, yeah, go in there. Let's do that. I thought yep. that was a tic tac. <laughs> it's a very large tic tac. <laughs> ah, all right. You open up this room, and it appears to be. Um, <gasps> 